The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, Gillian O'Hanrahan is on the line with us here. And we're going to talk about her book, The Misadventures of My Non-Love Life. How are you today, Gillian? I'm great. Really excited to be here. Thanks for having me. So what's the inspiration behind this book? Um, well, uh, it's just, it's all about my tragic comedy dating love life, to be honest. Um, so over years and years of being single and dating, um, I've, like many people now, have had some fun and some awkward dates. <laughs> and the phrase that just kept coming back over and over again when I would catch up with friends over drinks or over brunch was, geez, Gillian, you could write a book with the amount of stories you've got here. You could write a book with the amount of stories. And one day I just thought, screw it, I'm going to write a book with all these stories. <laughs> so um, it's really, it's just, um, it's a summary of my own of my own tales, possibly with a little dramatic twist, twist on them. And when you first started out, were you maybe a bit nervous about sharing your love life in this way? Yeah, um, definitely. Like, it's very explicit. Um, yeah. uh, it's not exactly one I'd be passing around at, uh, at Christmas dinner, shall we say. <laughs> um, but the reason I wrote it is because, honestly, I didn't want for other young women to suffer the way I had suffered. Mm. So I think that, you know, these awkward dates some of it was my own doing and I just didn't realize it. So I thought it would be more valuable to put in those really awkward, uncomfortable parts because I think we talk a lot about, you know, we see other people's highlight reels on their Instagram feeds, for example, yeah. but they don't really talk about the awkward, like unsafe, vulnerable moments that they have. So while I try to make it, and I think I do make it very fun, of course, but I'm totally biased. Yeah. Um, the reason I wrote it is because I want for other particularly young women to see, I don't have to put myself through this. Like this can and this should be fun. So that's why it's really important for me to write it and to write it honestly and openly. And there's a few parts there that are so honest and open. Like I didn't read them back at the final review because I knew it would be, if I did, I'd take them out. Yeah. So there's some bits in there I'm pretty scared for people to read. But I think um, that's probably going to be the really good stuff then. <laughs> yeah. And uh, obviously, um, do, you may, do you find that obviously it may be a fun read, but it's... It can be used maybe as some kind of 
advice or almost the next a generation feminist literature is that what you're trying to ask me Toby <laughs> yes that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking yeah like honestly I view it as a piece of comedy um but I think the the comedy that I most enjoy is political satire that really mm. touches on something that you go oh that's so funny but ouch that's really true I never thought of it like that yeah. So, you know, I would have my friends bent over laughing in stitches when I would share these stories. But usually afterwards, there would kind of be an afterthought of, Jesus Christ, it's really good that you like got out of that situation. That's it. Like that could have yeah. gone really badly, you know. So and hey, we all have those moments in life. I'm not unique in this sense. I'm just saying yeah. that because I dated so many people. And, you know, like, let's be clear. These are a lot of first dates. So I'm not saying that I'm the most fantastic person ever. Maybe I'm a terrible dater because all <laughs> I do is go on first and maybe second dates. Um, but yeah, like the reason I'm writing it is so like there's some really nasty and upsetting parts of that book. And there's one chapter in particular that I put a bit of a warning at the front of it and say, look, if you've experienced a sexual assault, you may just want to skip this chapter. Mm. Um, so I try to break down, you know, some of the, you know, the societal questions that we all have, especially since, you know, I started writing this book before there was ever a Me Too movement. Um, so it's been a while in the making now. But like more and more women in particular are sharing their stories of dating and nothing is more interesting than the actual lives of people that we know. So I just thought, yeah. look, let's put this out here. Let's talk about it. But like, let's talk about it in a funny way and kind of take in like the ridiculous random stuff that happened along the way and all the fun adventures and travels and awkward moments. Yeah. But at the end of it, reflect on like, OK, why are these things happening? What did I have to do? What part did I play in this? And what mm. should I accept and what should I not accept? Yeah. And I think, to be honest, I think that young people like people in their teens, 20s and 30s nowadays are much better at reflecting on these things. But even 10 years ago, I definitely wasn't. And therefore, as you will see in the book, I just kept on making the same mistakes over and over again. Yeah. And in in light of the Me Too movement, do you feel it's maybe more important than ever or almost like it's your duty to actually share these stories within the book? You know, I think every person has their own story. Um, every person has a book in them, they say. Um, yeah. I honestly, I just felt... Do you know what I feel? It kind of felt like vomit in the sense <laughs> that I couldn't keep it in any longer. Yeah. Like all of these stories, all of these experiences, and they just compounded and compounded and compounded on one another. And let's be clear, they compounded because I was not reflecting. So I just kept making the same mistakes. Yeah. Um, and I felt I, yeah, I feel a sense of not obligation, but like a wish for better things for, for example, my cousins who are teenagers now and who are getting started in the dating game. I kind of, you know, like I wish upon them a far more positive experience than I had. So I guess, yeah, in a long winded way, I'm saying, yes, I did feel, I do feel an obligation um, because I just, I honestly feel like we choose to suffer and young women in particular have had 
the worst end of the uh, the dating game. So um, this is like a love letter to my younger self and all the 16 year olds starting out on their on their dating adventures um, to like get a little bit skittish and, ex- and excited about the prospects of what's to come in your dating life. Because honest to goodness, if I look back now, if I met my 16 year old self now and told her what was about to happen, she would be, she wouldn't believe me. She would be so excited and delighted about all of the cool stuff ahead. And that is despite some of the the lessons learned the hard way. So it's kind of like I I offer this up to, and not just younger women, but all uh, anyone who's brave enough to go out there dating or indeed anyone who is lucky enough to uh, have found a marvellous partner and not plan to go back into the dating world. I think they'll view it as a a comfort. (laughs) Thank God, I'm glad those days are behind me. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so a bit of a combination of those things. Yeah. So if you had to go back in time and give your 16-year-old self or just anybody who's new to dating some advice, what would it be? Um, I have lots. Some of it I should still accept myself. Um, The first thing when it comes to dating, just for dating sake, I would say you'll have a lot more fun and you'll actually have a more productive or better odds, shall we say, if you focus on getting to know the person and enjoying your evening or your afternoon or whenever it may be. Because what I used to do is I used to swipe on someone, plan a date and say, "Okay, this is going to be the day when I meet my mister forever. (laughs) And I would go and meet some poor guy in a cafe or a bar or in a park with like all of these expectations on him. So obviously I was going to be disappointed when like a human met me instead of some like Disney prince, you know? So I think that um, going in, whereas in in more recent years, as I uh, learned from my experiences, I would go in with the mindset of, okay, I'm going to have a nice evening stroll and a beer with this person. And uh, and hey, we're just going to have a chat. And uh, I wouldn't prepare myself for hours and hours. I would rock up after work um, and take it a little bit easy. So that's probably one of the one of the first things I'd say. Um, and honestly, like everyone says, looks aren't uh, that important. Um, I definitely think that my younger years, I focused far too much on how somebody looked and not nearly enough on how he made me feel. And I think that looking at the external stuff, like how handsome, sporty, smart, successful, whatever he or she may be, I actually completely overlooked the feelings that I had when I was on these dates. And I think what I now have enjoyed a lot more in more recent years since the stories in the book were were written um, is just going along and, you know, if I feel uncomfortable with a person, it doesn't matter how handsome or successful or... um, um, yeah, whatever positive, uh, attractive features he or she may have. Yeah. Um, if I don't feel good in my body, if I have this feeling of, you know, oh, I hope he likes me. I hope I can impress him. I hope this, oh, or just an awkward nervousness, then that's probably not going to be the person who is is going to be a good match with me. Whereas when I focus more on the feeling I have of like, you know, I'm just really enjoying myself. Oh, this is really interesting. Yeah. Um, one, the date is 
way more fun. So you're likely to have a follow-up date. And of course, the more you see someone, the better you get to know them, the easier it is to date. Um, so that would be the second piece of advice. And the final piece would be to focus more on the person than on yourself. And maybe this is super obvious to people because, you know, we've all got fantastic podcasts and radio shows and uh, interviews and books, uh, you know, biographies of people now where we've learned from their self-reflection. But Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. With When I used to focus completely on myself and how can I impress this person? I hope he likes me. What am I doing? It was all about me. And it was never about, hey, do I even like this guy? You know, <laughs> like, is he interesting? Does he have his own passions? Is he, you know, does he have nice, happy relationships with his friends, with his family? So it was completely backwards. And what I've learned is that, ironically, the more you focus on somebody else, the more they're also interested in what you have to say. So they, they by them opening up to you, they feel like they're sharing and they're connecting with you better. And it'll give you an assessment of how much of a weirdo or a normal human are they, um, which is also important for your own sake and your own time management in this uh, busy, bustling culture that we all live in now. Yes, um, but hopefully they're a weirdo in a good way. Hmm. Good weird, you know, yes. and hey, I think, you know, as um, as I've grown up, still not there yet, I think, but as I'm growing up, I'm learning that, you know, there's no such thing as perfect because the more perfect a person is, the less relatable they are. So, yeah. you know, and, and it's funny, like in this book and in 
let's say, unwritten chapters since this book. Um, yeah, like the more attractive they are, it's like the the less human, the less relatable, the less I can rely or the less I want to open up to somebody if they're superhuman, if they're perfect. So yeah. flawed people are a lot more relatable because we're all flawed. We all have cracks. Um and I'm sure there's some lovely Kintsugi uh, Japanese art reference here where we can say, oh, you know, you can be the gold paint that brings somebody else together or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think we're all weird and weird is normal and normal is weird. So, you know, go out there and ask about the other person, find out what they're into um, and does their weird match your weird? Yeah. And do you think a lot of people will be able to relate to the book? Tragically, I think so. <laughs> like, I'd say um, in terms of the ages, you know, I say this is a kind of love letter to my 16-year-old self. So yeah. any 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 teenager, frankly, there's some very explicit sex in there. So I'm sure mm. any teenager would be very happy to read it. Um, <laughs> I think this will chime very well with, uh, with people in their 20s and 30s, um, up to early 40s, kind of basically anyone who's in the dating app kind of world. Um, this story begins before dating apps exist and uh, or before they existed. So I think, you know, it starts with that awkward teenage, like, malfunctioning, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, when I was so nervous around boys and, like, I went to an all-girls Irish Catholic school, Ooh. like, boys were another species. So things that I think many people wouldn't struggle with, like, you just see the most painful, awkward anxiety kick in. And, like... One time when I was so nervous that my whole body just started shaking. And while I was shaking and feeling nervous, I was telling myself, stop shaking, be cool, be normal. Yeah. So that was part of my weirdness as a teenager, just starting out in the dating world. So, but I think, you know, whether it's shaking or whether it's fumbling or, you know, young boys having unexpected bodily reactions as well that they can't control, like mm. we can all relate to this. And the thing about dating is, whether it's via an app or via friends or whether you're in your teens or whether in your 40s or 60s, we all have those same feelings when we meet somebody that we like. We all have this sense of hope, this sense of optimism and um, curiosity, nervousness, like, oh, so much is riding on this. I really like her. I really like him. I yeah. hope she likes too. Like, it's just such a human feeling and experience. So um, I try to convey that in the book. You know, it's not... Um, um, it's not written as a story of one single story. There's lots of individual stories. They all feature different men or, you know, boys at the time for, for the younger chapters. Um, yeah. And they kind of take you through this coming of age journey from like super awkward teen through to, well, relatively awkward adults, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I take it, uh, are, are the men um, in the book anonymized? <laughs> yes um, they have been um, well here's the thing like these are my stories and they yeah. are from my perspective um, and I don't think it's fair to put something out there and um, place that on somebody else when it's my perception of things and my perception isn't always fact you know mm. I'm fully aware of that and I make that very clear at the beginning of the book um, and while everything I have written now is true to my memory um, there can also be an artistic license uh, thrown in there yeah. and something that I've done 
is with the stories. I tell the story of what happened, but I also share the inner monologue of what's going on in my head. So there's a lot of, no, right now. Did he actually say that? Or, oh, did I actually do that? So in that sense, it's very dramatic. Um, So, you know, the experience that I had for something that might be totally mundane to somebody else could be really, really out of proportion. Um, So I have anonymized or I have changed the names of, I think, all of the men. There's, I think there's one or two names I haven't changed in there, but literally it was so <laughs> long ago and I have zero contact with uh, him or those one or two guys now that I don't even know. Um, I wouldn't know their surnames and I wouldn't even know how to identify them uh, <laughs> myself. I saw them down the street. But yeah. um, no, but for example, where there is an English man, there's an English name. Where there is a, a Latino, there's a Latino name. So um, <laughs> I've, I've kept it similar, but different enough that they won't uh that they can't be googled shall we say yeah and um, i wonder if anybody will recognize themselves in the book <laughs> i'm a little bit scared of that <laughs> <laughs> so obviously when it gets met you know when it gets picked up and you know broadcast around and all these things um there are people who if they friends of mine or colleagues if they read the book they will know exactly who the story is about um so that that's undeniable um but to be honest those friends reading the book probably already know and they've already yeah. heard the stories and they got a glass of wine or uh, a dinner thrown in as well with the original rendition many years <laughs> yeah well have you got any other books that you're working on i mean could there be a sequel to this well, I this is not my job. I um, I'm a businesswoman. You know, this I just kind of did this as a side project over the, which is why it's taken so many years because yeah. I um, I do it on weekends. You know, I'll sit down at a cafe and spend a couple of hours writing. Um, so the stories I wrote, I started writing while I still lived in London. Um, and uh, many years ago now, I've moved. And to be honest, the most interesting stories happened since I left London. Mm. <laughs> I kind of feel like this is even the prequel to um, to the really adventurous stuff. But I got a little bit older, a little bit more confident and uh, a lot more brazen, shall we say. Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm taking uh, a couple months off to enjoy the summer now and and uh, and settle things here once the book launches. But I've already got a few chapters of the next one, um, yeah, in the hard drive and ready to be uh, ready to be added to. Sounds exciting. And in the meantime, where can we find this book, The Misadventures of My Non-Love Life? Um, there is a website that is just being set up along with Facebook and Instagram pages. And of course, you can buy it on Amazon. Um, that's probably the best place to go uh, for a start to go to Amazon. Excellent. Well, many thanks for talking to us today. It's been great having you on the show. Thanks, Toby. Really nice to uh, be here and uh, and share some of the awkwardness with, uh, with the crowds. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? 
elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, yeah! Hey! Yeah! Hey! hey. The throbbing pulse of sound, sound, sound. The Toby! 